The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, good morning and welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tiber and I am hanging out with... Uh, Probably one of my, well, not probably, one of my closest friends in the world, Mike Fiella. You didn't know that, did you? Oh, well, uh, you know, you, you say that every week. I feel that same vibe. Oh, man, and, I love uh, you, But, bro. no, I know you're not just saying it, but, you know, we go back for, for years, we do. years. We do. Um, and even when you were down south, I came visited you sometimes you a couple weeks at a time. And your family hosted me and your wife fed me so well and uh, was just and you took me to the gym all the time and made me work come on man that was a long time <laughs> oh, ago oh no well, I was, but welcome back to buffalo yeah been back here in a little over a year now yeah a couple years so, now time's flying oh geez so much going on with eight days of hope the number eight in the bible means new beginnings and eight days of hope what we try to do is bring a new beginning to those who've been hit by a natural disaster or those who've been rescued from a human disaster called sex trafficking. Sex trafficking yeah. And so today, for the next, gosh, 50 minutes or so, we're going to be talking a little bit about some of those outreaches, how they're going. But Mike, I want to do something different today. Ooh, you know, okay. we, we've been doing this show now uh, almost two full years, right. uh, about 10 months nationally through one of our partners, American Family Radio. But I want people to understand a little bit more about who you are. You know, as you mentioned, you've traveled the country, you know, a worship leader, a pastor mm-hmm. who's retired, but as you always say, you're never retired when never, you're a pastor. Never, One of the leaders of Eight Days of Hope, you've lead worship and help out with devotion and so much more. And we want the listeners to understand a little bit more about who you are as a person. Mm. So we want to do that today. Also today, want to share a little bit about the journey of how Eight Days of Hope started. Yes. You know, one of the questions we get asked a lot is, why do you call it Eight Days of Hope? Okay. So we're going to share that answer, not now, that's a tease, in a little bit. But we're talking a little bit about how it started with the help of American Family Radio and some other people around the country. Um, it's 15 years old in December. 15. It's coming up. 15. we got to do something for that. Let's think of something. It's got to right. be evolved around. Cake. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was going to say food. Cake, you got right to the point. Oh, yeah. So. All right. Sorry. I, I stole your thunder. No, no, not at all. You okay with cake? I, I love cake. <laughs> I know yeah. you do. We both do. Do you like, you like cheesecake? Oh, uh, I do. Yeah. I do. Buffalo has some of the best in the Northeast. Well, I, I shouldn't say that because yeah. you, you've been all over the country. Oh. Probably some good... Well, well Mike lives up in Buffalo. You'll hear that today and how he learned about Eight Days Hope and all that good stuff. But, uh, Mike, so right now we're in Louisiana. Hurricane Laura um, hit this area about mm. eight weeks ago. We came for five weeks. We were tarping roofs, doing chainsaw work. We were feeding people, doing their laundry for free, clearing off their properties. We went home after helping out 200 families. Go to our website, okay. eightdayshope.com, and watch the video. You meet three of the families we served. Okay. Have a Kleenex because it, it, <laughs> it, it'll, it'll tug at your yeah, heart. It will. We left, and then eight days later, nine mm. days later, Hurricane Delta hits the same area. Mm. The fourth hurricane hit Louisiana this year, Mike. Unbelievable, and it was it was kind of like a double whammy, as we mentioned in previous shows. That um, Laura was wind, and now yeah, Delta pri- pri- primarily. was uh, primarily, yeah. And then, uh, in the simplest form, Delta was mainly water, and yeah. those two don't. <laughs> no, they don't go. And you know, when you do disasters like we've been doing for fifteen years, we've done over fifty disasters. Okay. We've done hurricanes and flooding. Tornadoes, snowstorms, windstorms, 
uh, the storm up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, two months ago that you and I can't pronounce where 35,000 trees were toppled. Um, you know, it, it's it they, they all numb you, but when you have water damage, the financial damage goes through the roof. Well, sure. I mean, you see some of the houses you walk in, and once they've been gutted, uh, what, four foot from the from the floor on up, if the floors are still not are sure. in place. Uh, some of them, they have basements. There's all your... Um, Either your washer, your dryer, your furnace, your yeah. what, all your electrical, oh, some just, of your boxes, yeah. and and all that. And so, you know, when you when you think about it, just the word that you said, gutted. Think about that. A family, to no fault of their home, has a disaster hit, and strangers show up. Now, that's the great news. The body of Christ shows up to love and serve them. Sure, but they're there sometimes to gut their home mm. or mud out their home. Those are the two words that the industry uses. And when we say gut, so say you have three feet of water, Mike. Mm -hmm. What we do is you go up four or five feet and you tear the drywall out because it's wet. You get the insulation out. You tear all the wiring out. You tear all their cabinets out. Their washer and dryer, all that equipment is ruined. If they have wood floors, you got to tear out the wood floors because then you have to spray it so mold doesn't set in. That's right. And when you first walk on the grounds, before you're doing all that, you're seeing just piles of bedding and you know mm. just furniture and clothes and 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 it's sad to see them going through some of these items just for to save a picture or save something yeah. precious a little precious yeah. something and your heart just goes mm. just goes just gets knitted with them there's a letter we got from a family that we served and they were grateful that the volunteers that served them now we're probably not perfect on this but the volunteers that served them they realized that every time they took a wheelbarrow of debris out of that house, that was somebody's memory. That was a yes. wedding gift. That was a birthday gift. That was something that somebody worked extra overtime to purchase because they desired to have that item. And now everything is at the road. Yeah. And, and what this lady wrote in her letter is that, thank you for not just coming and doing the task, but coming in and loving me and giving me sometimes space Yes. To reflect a little bit on that TV stand that was handed down from my grandparents who sure. are no longer here. Because mm. there's, yes, work needs to be done, but the emotional healing, Mike, that has to take place. I mean, you're a pastor for decades. We'll hear about that in a little bit, but but there's an emotional healing that has to take place. Absolutely. And I, I always like to speak to the volunteer. As you, you, you'll never be the same. Once you go there and see the look on a person's face, like you said, to know uh, nothing that they've done. No fault of their own. No fault of their own. They, and then just just a daze and almost sometimes confused, sometimes to look in their eyes, uh, un, just disbelief. Is this really happening? But then you're able to pause and, like you said, pick out that one picture or you pause with them and, you know, put the hand on the shoulder and just say, can I offer a prayer for you? It is so meaningful to that person, or just a kind word. Sure. So, so you know, you might end up doing fifteen, twenty thousand dollars of work for them for free, right? Mm-hmm. And you're living the gospel out, right? You're not right. maybe speaking thirteen scripture verses, sure. But but in essence, you're 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 in essence the best sermon they're ever going to hear because mm-hmm. they're seeing Jesus in action. But the emotional journey of those two, three, four days that you're serving that family, and again, go to the website eightdaysofhope.com. And watch the video. On that video, and this is from Hurricane Laura, even though we're now in Louisiana helping out with Hurricane Delta, you can volunteer on our website, 
8daysofhope.com. You could donate on our website, 8daysofhope.com. But watch that video, and there's a gentleman on that video, and a year ago he had to make a decision. And I met okay. this gentleman. Oh, we filmed yes. on his property when I went down there. He had to make a decision. His wife was sick and her health was failing. Okay. And he either had to buy the drugs for her to help her finish the race right, in a that. way that was painless okay. and that was most comfortable for her, or he had to pay for his homeowner's insurance. This gentleman's 84 years of age. Mm. He has never canceled his home insurance. Right. He canceled his home insurance because he was taking care of his bride, Mike. Mm. And then this hurricane comes. And it blows his roof away, and it topples a dozen trees, and then he's sitting there, and he rides the storm out. Mm. He said he'll never do that again, and he left for Hurricane Delta, by the way. But okay. when you watch this gentleman, you'll hear his heart. He did the right thing, because sure. I would make the same decision. I know you. You would take care of Doris in a heartbeat. That's right. Because <laughs> I know you love me, brother, but there's only one Doris, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's true. But then a hurricane comes, but then strangers show up, and they help him in the name of Jesus. Folks, get your Kleenex box next to you and go to the website and, and look that up. And I'm not trying to be funny. I just watched that story just the other day. Yeah. And uh, it's so heartwarming. And for him then to sit there and say, and then they came and gave me some hope and helped. It just, it can only be yeah. redone in his words. It's, that, that's, that's what this is all about serving and loving people that made the right decision at the right time for his wife, lost everything, just about everything. Yeah. Well, it's definitely his whole roof. Sure. And, and, and then, then it gets rebuilt. It gets put back on. Amazing. You can learn more about 8 Days of Hope on our website, 8daysofhope.com. We're also on Facebook, like us, because we share our videos and some of the stories on Facebook. We're also on Instagram and Twitter as well. Do you have an Instagram account? I do. Do I, you? I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't. I, 8 Days Hope does. But, yeah. Um, yeah I, that's a lot smaller, maybe seven, eight people, but it's the Facebook oh, okay. account that's- So it's your family that's following you, Mike? Yeah. They just, <laughs> I'm kidding you. I'm <laughs> yeah. kidding you. I don't know. My family, the dog and the cat. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, this morning, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We share God-sized stories from the mission field. And we've been sharing a little bit of what's going on last couple weeks ago in Cedar Rapids and, and not today, last night in Indianapolis. There is one week left that we'll be down here in Louisiana, and you can come serve with us. You do need to be 18. It's free. We provide food and lodging. Go to the website and click on Rapid Response or the Volunteer button. Now, if you volunteer, hit the click the Volunteer button, it'll actually take you to the page to sign up. We have limited capacity. Okay. And there's a couple days I think that might be full this week, but there is still the majority of them are still open. But if you good. come down, um, man, we'll uh, we'll take care of you. And uh, they feed you really good in Louisiana, Mike. Oh, my. I, I, that was the highlight of one of the trips I went to. <laughs> I mean, crawfish I'd never really had before until I got down there. But you know what was really amazing? Did, did you bite the head off? I don't know what I was doing with those things. They give you two right? options. You can really? bite the head off. And and now, I didn't, okay, I'm gonna, I, I'm, we're on national radio. <laughs> okay. Okay, I didn't know. I thought you had to eat the whole thing the first time I ever ate one. <laughs> You took the whole thing and put we it were in your mouth. we were in Lake Charles after Hurricane Rita. Oh my gosh, it just came to me. We were in a gym <laughs> and some local guy wanted to bless the volunteers. So you know we were in Lake Charles many years ago, and and no one told me, and, and I ate the whole thing. <laughs> I wish and I, I was... thought they eat this. Ugh. <laughs> and the guy says, 
did you eat the whole thing? <laughs> I said I did. I can he see goes, them thinking. Hey, if you don't do that. <laughs> I can see them thinking. He's from up north for oh, sure. Man. <laughs> Anyways, come on down. Serve with us. We'll be down in Louisiana for the next week. Uh, and pray. Always pray. Continue to pray. Pray for our country. Pray for the upcoming election. Pray for those serving um, in this pandemic. Pray for those serving Louisiana. Pray for the volunteers with 8 Days Hope who are delivering truckloads of food across the country this week. Pray while Mike laughs that I ate the whole thing. I can't believe it. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Well, that's pretty We were in cool. a serious moment. I was telling people to pray. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> and, t- and when you're done, tell them how to eat crawfish. <laughs> pray, pray, volunteer, donate. Go to our website, 8dayshope.com. When we come back, we're going to do something we've never done before. I'm going to interview Mike Fiala. Oh, come on. <laughs> people are going to get to know how you know the Lord, how okay. you came to know the Lord, what you did in ministry, what you do for 8 Days Hope, and um, a little bit about more about your personal journey. Okay. And then we'll do something differently for that last segment. You're going to hear some God-sized stories here in a minute. You're listening to Hope Reigns. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiella. We're talking about eating the crawfish, the whole thing. <laughs> As he wipes tears away from his eyes. In a minute, we'll be back. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope. 2020 is going to be a busy year, and you'll have plenty of opportunities to come love and serve those in need with 8 Days of Hope. One of the new arms of the ministry is our safe house construction ministry. We travel the country, and we partner with an existing ministry and help them renovate, build, or remodel facility to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. For more information, as always, please go to our website. Eight Days of Hope started as a disaster relief ministry, and it has continued to grow since then. We partnered with an organization called Bigger Than Ball. Bigger Than Ball partnered with us when we went to Houston, Texas after Hurricane Harvey. We partnered with the Houston Astros, we rebuilt eight baseball diamonds in Bigger Than Ball, then put on a free sports camp. Eight Days of Hope is much more than disaster relief. For more information about this ministry or any arms of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. And um, if you're joining us today, we normally share God-sized stories from the mission field. So you can go to our website. Uh, We have a podcast called 
Hope Reigns. Um, and you can subscribe to that. Um, so much is going on in Louisiana. We're down here for another week serving those in need after Hurricane Delta. Uh, we're asking you to consider making a financial gift today. Would you consider doing that? We're very unique. There's so many great organizations out there. And if you don't tithe or, 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 or give an additional gift, don't tithe the 80s of hope. Tithe to your local church. <laughs> but if, you want to get, if you're drawn to helping 8 Days of Hope, we'll make this commitment. If you donate to 8 Days of Hope this week, those monies will be spent in Louisiana, not for a salary, not for a shiny building or shiny car. We're volunteer-led. Volunteers are down there serving there right now. We have lots of missionaries serving with 8 Days of Hope. But you can do that one of two ways. You can give online at 8daysofhope.com. You can give a one-time donation. Would you consider becoming a monthly partner? Oh, yes. I mean, just, you know, vacate a coffee at your favorite coffee shop, and $5 mm. a month goes a long way. It really does. But, you know, if you can do something online monthly, that'd be great. One-time gift. You can mail us a check to P.O. Box 3208-3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. And that address is on our website and Facebook. So, Mike, we're going to do something different here today. You've been on this show now for about, uh, gosh, I think it's about 18 months or so. We've been nationwide now since uh, about eight months. And people, you know, they've heard a little bit. Maybe Steve Tyber because you know the the ties to Eight Days of Hope, but people don't know who you are and kind of your past. So I'm going to interview, you, and you're going to be talking more than ever before, which which probably the <laughs> listeners like. Finally, he's going to shut up. No, 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 no. You do, but anyways, do a great um, job. So Mike, tell us, born and raised, and maybe your marital status and kids and grandkids. Give us the that kind of bio first. Okay, just the overview. Born and raised in Buffalo, New York. Okay. Uh, childhood sweetheart uh i met i was 15 she was 16 no. is my wife yes is my wife of today of 42 years that is great yeah and um 15 we've had and 16 yeah so when i tell my 15 and 16 year old like no sense dating because nothing could ever come out of it you can't you can't tell them your secret all right that's awesome well, though that's awesome yeah it was, it was a high school sweetheart that we just stayed in touch sure you'll hear so many other story of where we in and out and then, then uh, in 1978, we got married, we had a daughter, uh, one daughter, and this is probably a miracle within itself. Um, she, when she, She's married and just gave us our seventh grandchild. Wait a minute, you have one child. One child. And you have seven grandchildren. Yeah. So I'm not the smartest guy in the room, <laughs> but that young lady's busy. Oh my, to this day. <clears throat> I mean, seven grandkids. I pull my son-in-law uh, on the side of her once in a while and say, we got to talk about this. <laughs> well, no, well it takes great. two, Mike. Come it, on. Oh, now. you're right. All you're right. right. Got to have that other conversation too now. So, yeah. So And so she lives here in Western New York as well. We're about a 10-minute walk from our nice. house, so we're very involved in their lives and their and our Good. lives. It's a wonderful thing. You lived in Buffalo your whole life? Born and raised, okay. yeah. I know you've traveled the country traveled. with you know leading worship. You were Christian music festivals with Eight Days of Hope. How did you meet Jesus? When, when did Jesus become, when did you enter that relationship well, with him? I have to back up and give you a, a story uh, right around my early 20s okay okay um born and raised in a christian family they dragged me out to church <laughs> i at that time it's my mentality they dragged me sure, out to church sure. every sunday morning uh sunday evening and wednesdays and uh you know i just couldn't wait to get 18 and get out on my own type of thing and mm-hmm. that's fine for you but uh i got my own life to, to do and i bought a motorcycle and i'm sitting in my driveway and i'm saying dad i'm gonna go uh, i'm gonna go find myself i'm gonna Go out west, and I'm going to do this. Really? And I had everything loaded on my motorcycle that I had, all my money, clothes I had, 
Um, and I was just going to take this, this ride out there. I did know one person out there I was going to meet up with. So I'm waiting for my dad to say all this stuff about, well, make sure you don't do this, be safe, do that. This is what he said to me, Steve. He looked at me and said, son, it all begins at the cross. And it all ends at the cross. Son, whatever you do at the cross will determine the rest of your life. Then he kissed me on the cheek and walked back in the house. It was like dead silent. Wow. So anyway, <clears throat> I had to get myself together as I'm doing now, and I just, boom, boom, I'm going. And I'm going to, that's where the story really began. I'm, I'm out there doing all this crazy stuff. I reach in my backpack. My mother had stuck a Bible in there. Okay. <laughs> where did this come mom's, from? Mom's hear that now. Come yeah, on now. I, I, I didn't pack that in there. <clears throat> well, the one night came when there was just some crazy stuff going on in the house, and I felt a little little lost, and I, mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on, and I picked this Bible up. It opened up right to, when you seek me with your whole heart, that's when you're going to find me. And like it was, Steve, it was loud, like somebody was speaking to me. I even turned around and looked, but I read that scripture about oh, the next day. You know, um, my wife now, Doris, we were, you know, just somewhat dating long distance. We got talking, and I just had this thing, I got to go home. And so went where, home. Where, where were you? Uh, I was in Santa Ana, California. Okay. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's about as west as you can and, get. <clears throat> yeah, and we were up and down the coast, met some friends, and we got the apartment. Sure. And we were just, you know, had a job out there okay. and, and those things. But there was always this thing that, you know, being drawn, like, like seek me. Like, you know, I just, in those quiet moments, I actually stopped doing all the partying there for a while and said, mm-hmm. this is, this is, where's this going? This isn't going anyplace. So that's when I got on the bike, got back home, uh, hooked up with my, uh, my, my wife now again, and we started sure. to plan, uh, started to plan a, a wedding. I'm leaving some of the stuff out. No, no, that's this. fine. That's fine. But, um, then it was the pastor that, you know, my wife at the time was a Catholic background and I was Baptist and mm-hmm. all we wanted to do, we still had no relationship, strong relationship with Christ. Um, <clears throat> just want to get married. I said, hey, here's a great idea. Let's get the priest and the Baptist minister together and have Mary. We'll get the family, please the family, and then we'll go live our life. Okay. We go to the Baptist pastor first. I want to do this. I want to get the, you and the other priest together. And he says, what's your relationship with Christ? I said, mm. I'm thinking, oh, I, I'm asking you about how can we get married? And you're asking, well, anyway, long story short, he gentle, kind. He shared Jesus with us. Sure. And he prayed with us. Wow. So we got married, went to church um, for a little bit because we figured, well, we're married now. We're supposed to go to church. Sure, right. I got to check that list. Yeah. There that day came where we're, we're sitting in the sanctuary and the same pastor began to preach. And he said, there's a lot of people, I mean, you've heard this before, but you know of Jesus, you got so much in your head, that you, you know the knowledge of it, but how does that act out in your heart? Does it go from your head to your heart? And it was like there was nobody else in this uh, 150 congregation at the time in the room but me and him. And I went to the altar that day upon his call and gave wow. my life to Christ. How old were you? Right then I was uh, 25. Okay. <clears throat> and so, you know, there was a precious saint in the church that she said, oh, I heard you play guitar. <clears throat> and we're starting a, a worship band. And I'm thinking, well, I know Rolling Stones songs. I know Beatles songs. <clears throat> what am I going to... That probably wasn't in that set list, Mike. <laughs> I said, what am I going to do here? She says, and she looked at me, and I'll never forget this. She says, you're going to be a worship leader, and I'm going to help you get there. What's oh a worship gosh. leader? You know, and she's like pointing her finger at me, and I'm going, okay, 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 okay. So I started rehearsing and started, and that's where it started as far as the worship leading. Really? And, um, 
you know, uh, it was just a great experience. God began to develop me in that way. Then the next thing I came across was a uh, was an awesome friend of both of ours with the Lord was Fred Caserta. Oh my gosh, yes, <clears throat> the founder of Kingdom Bound. It's a Christian music festival, yeah. one of the largest in the country in upstate New York between Buffalo and Rochester. Sure, um, it's it's a Six Flags amusement park. Right, and and so. Um, had he he had not launched that yet, had he? Well, no, he was he was about to do that. Our church at that point was real musical, and I was the worship director in that church. And we did a series, a, a bunch of uh, a concerts. You know, we had Russ Taff in back in the day. Oh, I and, remember him. You know, I remember of him. Yeah, <laughs> of him. But uh, you know, Don Francisco. And oh yeah. So Fred came out and. Um, he said he comes into the church and he says, "I just want to find out what's going on. Who's in leadership here? I want to know wh- who these guys are. We 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 might be starting a Christian thing." And I said, "Hi, Fred. My name's Mike." <laughs> you know, because he just gets right into it. Yeah. Met I met Fred and then he invited me to the first uh, meetings to birth Kingdom Bound, and uh, so wow. it was See, I all this. I, I never knew that. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew you were there since the beginning, but uh, yeah. how cool is that? How many people were at that meeting? Well, it, it was a. Actually, a luncheon meeting at the Swiss Chalet, and I think to maybe 25, 30 people come on. You got to have food with this stuff, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just an informational meeting. But then I got to know Fred a little bit closer in, in the next few uh, months. And when it really got birthed, you know, he sat us all down once and he said, well, Mike, you play guitar. You're the worship director. Uh, <laughs> Margaret, oh, you're, you're this. You're the bookkeeper. Donnie, you're this. And, you just, and we got in the car with flyers and began to just drive around churches you know, we'd pick actually we'd pick a city went to rochester syracuse i think we made as far as albany one of the weekends and we would go deliver flyers and just talk to people and at the same time we'd call ahead and have breakfast meetings and i'd lead worship for smart. that so so smart. so that for me worship leading was really birthed out of out of the church and really exercised through kingdom bound and then uh, of course kingdom bound steve that connected you and i with eight days of hope i'll never forget that awesome evening yeah, that's so. So uh, again, my name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiello. Um, we're uh, with an organization called Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for joining us today. It's a broadcast of Hope Reigns today. Multiple states, volunteers are loving and serving the brokenhearted down in Louisiana with Hurricane Delta, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, New York, Mississippi. Uh, so much going on. Go to our website, 8dayshope.com. Mike serves as a board of director for Eight Days of Hope. And Mike, you're right. I remember walking up to you. We had known of each other. Right. So I had come to Kingdom Bound. You know, I gave my heart to Jesus in 1993. Well, Kingdom Bound had already been up and running for a while. Sure. Uh, when did it start? 80 87, what? actually. Okay. So it, it was in the sixth or seventh year. Um, gave my heart to Jesus and same kind of thing. Sure. Ran, you know, I was going to church where Fred Caserta was going to church and I was working with the youth. He goes, you like working with the youth? I go, yeah. He goes, great. You're going to come and lead the youth area with <laughs> with the Brockets, Mark and, and Amy Brockett. Amy, and I'm yeah. like, okay. Uh, maybe the hills were involved as well. Sure. Um, and so, because um, th- that's how he rolled. Right? Absolutely. If you if you knew this, and he knew that you knew that, you did it. <laughs> so we had been working side by side from an arm length away because where I worked and where you worked was never the same area. Right. And eventually, you know, I moved on to the uh, the pack stage, the, uh, the the largest part of that venue where they have the big concerts with the you know the biggest names. But I, I do remember saying, "Hey, Mike, there's this thing that that I'm a part of called Eight Days of Hope. Would you ever consider coming down and lead worship for a day or a week or or a little bit?" And and that's kind of how you're 
relationship with 80s Hope started. Oh, absolutely. And you, you invited me down. And, and well, actually, you just said, well, check out our website. You didn't. You we know, had a website then. Yeah, wow. You did. So it must have been year number three. <laughs> well, this is 2008 because it was my okay. first visit. So, yeah, you're number three. St. Louis. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you, you just came and said, hey, would you ever consider this? But check the website out. You didn't try to sell it. You just snap. You were just uh, gentle, Steve. And I, I, so I went to the website. And I said, wow. I didn't know Steve was involved with this. This is pretty neat. <laughs> sure, yeah. So <clears throat> I've been there on every trip since, at least rebuilding yes, trips since then yes, in some rapid. Been. But 2008 went down Bay St. Louis, put me up on that little platform, led some worship. It was just like, yeah. oh, it was just a, an amazing spe- uh, experience. You know, all the people, that would, they just sink their teeth into yeah. worship. I could have oh, sang yeah. happy birthday and they would have been lifting their hands and worshiping. It's a beautiful experience. It's funny you say that because we were in Cedar Rapids, Iowa with a disaster about a month ago. They just hired a new worship director at St. Mark's Lutheran Church. Okay. And they have a traditional service and a contemporary service. And he's, he came up to me afterwards. He goes, Steve, he goes, you're volunteers. Man, they're really into worship. <laughs> he goes, they're really into worship. Sure. I'm like, well, should we not be? I mean, yeah. I didn't know if he was like, he goes, man, this is great. He's yeah. uh, man, I'd, I'd even be willing to kind of come hang out with you guys wherever yeah. you guys go. So, you know, I, I can get it. But now you also w- became a worship leader at a local church. Yes, I had a, several positions in Western New York throughout my time. Um, okay. One was a... Uh, at Amherst Baptist Church, I yeah, was a worship there leader there and and a pastor a t- title, and then at um, um, Evangelical Assembly of God, okay. I was a, uh, associate pastor. So, Great so, experience so there. Touching all the denominations, I love that. Well, I went from Baptist to Pentecostal to I got all confused. I don't know what <laughs> no, I was. No, no, no I'm yeah, only kidding. Good. No, there's a <clears throat> that was uh, I I That's really neat. enjoyed. Amherst Baptist and still go back there once in a while sure. to lead worship. They had a great spirit of worship in the in the place. Uh, Evangel is a great opportunity for me to yeah. expand and more um, great people there. Yeah, organ, organizational type things. I have a lot of more responsibility than just worship. Okay, I see. In addition to worship, it was you know the associate pastor role. So it was a great experience. For so me. you were the worship leader. You were in charge of the. I, I know you would never use those words. This kind of like I wouldn't use those words at the pack stage. But in, at the end of the day, you were the ultimate day to day leader at the worship tent at Kingdom Bound for many, 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 many years. Oh, yes. Many years. And just recently, just recently, like in mm-hmm. the last year or two, you've started to hand the baton off. Yeah, cl- close to three now. I'm okay. still what they call the point man. They just point at me and I point back to the guys that we have. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that works. <clears throat> Brothers McClurg. Uh, oh, yeah, are, great guys. You, you know the guys. Yeah, that, sure. Uh, Anthony's heading up the, the, okay. the whole thing there, and we still are a part of that tent and will be as long as God allows us to be. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tyber, talking to Mike Fiello. We normally co-host this and interview somebody else. Today, we're doing something a little bit different as we serve people with Hurricane Delta down in Louisiana and hand out food across the country and um, some other things we, we've got going on with the ministry. And more information, go to our website, 8dayshope.com. But Mike, um, so you were a leader. Uh, so today, we're I'm interviewing Mike. We're normally, I do all the talking now. Maybe nah, I'm going to come back and get you one of these days. So nah, I, I, know, I know you will. Um, so, so you're out there leading a kingdom bound. You've worked with some amazing artists. And, and normally we don't drop names, but I, I want the listeners to know that you have worked right next to, I mean, literally 12 inches and worked hand in sure. hand. Give us some of the names of people you've worked. I've, I know yeah. many of them, but go ahead. That's a little tough. No, but, uh, come on. Yeah. Share some names. Well, probably the biggest one, and that to me personally, mm-hmm. I can still say that we can be in any place in the country bumping into each other. And hi, Paul, how you doing? Paul Belash. Oh, yeah, Paul Belash. And, and uh, 
you know, Catherine Scott. She's, oh, I love her. She's yeah. now in the, in the U.S. Yeah. Don Moen, who's really kind of founded oh, uh, yes. <clears throat> Integrity Music. But Paul, one time, one of the times, oh, I go back to the early days, uh, the sound wasn't working just right, and the band was off a little bit, and I was feeling kind of down, and then I, I shut the band down, did an acoustic, a couple mm. acoustic things. Well, I got off the platform, and, uh, excuse me, Paul was in, in the audience. Now, I just kind of got... Really? <clears throat> Watching you lead worship. Yeah, there you go. Watching me no, mess no the pressure. whole thing up. One of the, one of the, one of the all-time great worship yeah. leaders in, in America and actually from Canada, but go ahead. Yeah, so I'm I'm sitting on the side after after my set and I'm kind of down a little bit because sure. I thought I did a lousy job and all of a sudden I'm getting a massage on my back and my shoulders. Oh, man. And it's Paul. And he says, "Look it. You're not a CCM artist." He said, "You're a worship leader. Keep mm. leading worship." And I, I was so down at that one, I didn't even look up to see who it was, and I turned around, and there's Paul walking away. Wow. To this day, we can we have great, great conversations. Lenny LeBlanc's another one. Yeah, there you go. I spent some time with him. Um, I, uh, I know Robin Mark. I know yes. Rebecca St. James. I know Absolutely. people have stopped at your stage. Uh, um, you, know, I'm, 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 you know, pretty much um, worship leaders. Right. You know, even back in the day, I mean, I know Chris, the Chris Tomlins of the world now play the main stage. Right. But a lot of those artists come in the afternoon to the stage that you had led right. and, and would share a little bit from their heart. I know you've had, you know, some of the newsboys there from time to time doing interviews. Oh, yeah. And I mean, so all the big, all, all the yeah. big names. Yeah. You can't, you can't let your head go to any no, place. No, but no. You know, what's, what's exciting about that? You get to see the the guys and the, and the, and the ladies that come out. Sure. They're just People like you and I, they just they, they love are. God. They are. And, and what they like best is when you say to them, well, how are you doing? What can I pray for you? Thank you. For? And we, 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 I personally and many of us, um, we just stop and what's part of our job? Fred put that mandate on he us. Did. I want you to talk to the artists and pray with them. Carrie Job. Thank you. Know, you. I remember that, yes. that time yes. praying with her and watching tears come down her oh, eyes because she says, sweet lady. I've been on the road for so long. Yep. And she goes, I'm not putting anybody down, but... This is the first time somebody's prayed with me in three really? weeks. I mean, other than her team. Sure. Like a, a host came in and they're always busy and, and not not to put them yeah. down or, or demean them, but they're busy. They're getting set up and this and that. We specifically at Kingdom Mountain, when you, before you get on the platform, we everybody gets prayed for. And there's, great, awesome. there's great Christian music festivals around the country. Um, you know, do a Google search. And I know with the pandemic this year, a lot of everyone took the year off. But in 2021, um, Believing and praying that they will be back uh, very quickly. My my Fred Caserta's story. So I gave my heart to Jesus in 1993. In 1994, he had me leading the youth area, and he goes, "Hey, there's an artist making her debut in America. I want you to pray with her, but she's a woman and you're a guy, so make sure your wife's there." Charmaine. I said, "No problem." And and she played in front of like 50 people. It was Rebecca St. James. Oh, and her brothers, Luke and Joel, were their dad over here, Mr. Smallbone. Yeah. He says, "Call him David." So David's over here yelling at the kids because. Because they're playing around, it was Joel and Luke who now is for king and country, right? So these are these are those moments, and you're right. And when you pray, sure. you know it's amazing. We as people, and I see the, even this with sports athletes and coaches and 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 people who have maybe a big digits in their bank account. They have the same prayer needs that you and I have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're struggling with the pandemic. They have kids once in a while that kind of go off in the wayward path. Sometimes, you know, things aren't working great at home. Um, mm. it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to me how God has had Mike Fiello in so many unique, I mean, you need to write a book. Oh, Seriously, I'd, I'd buy it. <clears throat> I'd buy put it, it on Amazon and uh, uh, here yeah, you go. Yeah. Well, you know the thing, Steve, uh, 
I, you know, I could sit and say, well, I've been a part of a church on the beach, sure. been a part of, a, yeah. you know, and, and good on the list. But God has always had me as, I can carry your briefcase. I can be your right arm man. Oh, and you've done that. And, I've seen you do that. And, you know, I, I could lead things. When I see what like, guys like what, what you're going through, there's a whole different gifting there. You know, folks, we need to learn what is our gifting and Ooh, come then on. walk in that. That's where you're going to be most satisfied. You'll have the most work to be done. You know, my name's probably been attached to so many different ministries. And, sure. And, but... It's not on the front page all the time, and, and yeah. that's okay because I love do, doing what I'm doing. And that's why I've always liked about you. You're very humble. You don't have to be in front of the TV. You right. don't have to be the name that people see. And and and, and we got to close this segment, Mike. But if you're out there today and you're driving around and and you're thinking about going to Louisiana to help out with Hurricane Delta, and again mm-hmm. we do natural disasters. Excuse me. We also help out with human disasters with those rescued from sex trafficking. So go on our website and watch that video as well. But if you're wondering what your gift is, there's tasks that you can take. Some of you might be gifted in administration. Some of you might be gifted in giving. Some of you might be gifted with your hands. Maybe uh, you're gifted musically. Maybe you're gifted uh, your organizational skills. But then find a ministry and get plugged in. Yes. It doesn't have to be eight days open. Now, I'd love for you to join us. Yes, yes. Right? As we travel the country to love and serve the brokenhearted, but find a ministry and get plugged in. And that's what you did locally. Mm-hmm. God opened up a door for you to do it regionally, and now you do it nationally. And then look inward. God has given each one of us some gift and some kind of gift to, to, to serve him. And again, I, I can't say strong enough that we, I don't want to look at Steve and say, I got to be just like him. You know, there's some, there's some things I can learn from Steve or from somebody else. Uh, some, and, and vice versa. And Right. And But then apply it to who you are mm. and find out what, get before the Lord and say, God, why did you, what you put men as earth to do? What For what for what purpose? And, and there'll be something that'll come up. Follow that purpose, and you'll be satisfied. And so why why did God place us on this earth? He, he placed us here to love and worship him, serve him, and love and serve others. It's simple, mm-hmm. right? Love him, love others. How are you loving people today, if you're listening? Um, you're listening on American Family Radio across the country, but also our host station, WDCX, here in Western New York, Southern Ontario. You know, we have locations around the country, Mississippi, Iowa, Buffalo, New York. We travel the country from coast to coast. If you're looking for an organization to volunteer with, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. If you're interested in becoming a financial partner, we're a very unique organization. Our leaders today in Louisiana are all volunteers. They don't get a paycheck. They went there on their own dime. If you give today on our website at 8daysofhope.com, you'll be helping out those with Hurricane Delta and Hurricane Laura, some of the safe houses that we're we're doing across the country as well. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Mike Fiella. He's our guest today. Our co-host, too. Do you get two paychecks or just one? Uh, we actually don't get any. <laughs> Sorry to tell you that. but I didn't even get a cup of coffee this morning. No, you, I, no, you did, did you? Hey, it's when we all come, good. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up with Mike Fiala. My name is Steve Tiber. Listen to Hope Reigns as a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is those who have been trafficked, sex trafficking, 
Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of making a difference with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters across the country, and that's a good thing, but there's only 600 beds for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking. And I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Every single month, somewhere in the country, we're gonna part with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we're gonna bring skilled professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel a facility so that more can be rescued from this heinous crime. We would love to see you on a future trip. For more information about the ministry, our Safe House Construction Ministry, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Boy, we've been busy, Mike. Oh, Hanging yes. out with Mike Fiella. My name is Steve Tiber. Uh, 35 truckloads of food have traveled the country, and we have worked with local churches. It's always about driving people to the local church. That's it. Because we're, we're everywhere, mm. and we don't have a building. We, you know, we don't have pa- pastors on staff. We have volunteer pastors like you with a background that help out. But um, it's about driving people to local church. But over $1.6 million of food has been handed out in the month of October in Ohio, Iowa, New York. That is exciting. Is that crazy? I mean, how does that connection come? Oh, that's that's a God thing. Oh, absolutely. But when the phone rings and someone says, "Hey, if I shipped you ten truckloads of food, could you find a way to distribute to the local church?" <laughs> it's not like, "Oh, let me put you on hold. Let me pray about it. Let me call the board of directors. Let me call the right. other leaders." Um, now, I did tell him that you know, give me five minutes because I didn't want him to think I did, it was impulsive. Right. But God has been moving, brother. We're down in Louisiana right now, helping out with Hurricane Delta. Mm-hmm. So if you can come down and volunteer, you the listener. You can learn more about that effort on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Today, we normally have a guest, but today's a unique day. Today, I, Steve Tiber, get to interview you, Mike Fiala. So I have to shift my hat over to I'm being interviewed instead of a co-host. All All right. right. I got it. So here we go. So, Mike, you're leading worship down in Houston, Texas for (laughs) 4,692 people. You're on the stage, you're at Grace Church, a mm-hmm. mega church in Super Southeast church, Houston. Yeah. Ryan Stevenson comes and does a free concert, right? <laughs> Talk, you know, not trying to drop names, but uh, you know. So, um, what did it feel like to see that many people come and serve Houston after Hurricane Harvey? It was the most exciting and nerve-wracking. The exciting part was to see so many people step up and answer the call to come and serve that community back to back. That we've never done before. Yeah, it was a and, day. It was a doubleheader. Eight days and eight days back to back. And and especially during uh, was it 
Easter break. It was March. You're right. And, you have a good uh, memory. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of sometimes. college students. Oh, a lot of co- like 450 like, college students. Uh, they could have gone to the beach or they came to Houston. And How that, cool is that? Yeah, and that was the exciting thing. Uh, you stood in the, the the lunch line a little or dinner line a little long, but there you saw the great fellowship, the great connection with people. But uh, it was so exciting. You know, I walk out on the platform and for the devotions, and sometimes one side of your brain is going, how is this going to work? There's somebody from mm-hmm. 8 to 80. There's all different denominations, all different racial backgrounds. But then you just strap your guitar on and you say, you know, Jesus paid it all. And you just start getting into it. And like we said, eight days of hope folks come out to serve. And part of their serving, they love to worship God. And to be a part of that has been very exciting. But you know, that many people, you can't think numbers. I know you got to think numbers for statistics right, later, sure, but sure. otherwise it, it could be like nerve wracking. But it's just, it's the presence and the spirit of Christ that's in all these volunteers that really makes it uh, happen. Well, think about logistically. So when you go there and there's 4,600 people and you're rebuilding 808 homes in two eight-day periods and you're feeding 4,600 people <laughs> and you're sleeping, finding lodging for 4,600 people, how about that feeding team? I mean, how about making 4,000 sandwiches early in the morning so volunteers could take lunch with them when they go serve these families? I love your numbers. <laughs> I always oh, got to talk. Numbers. They just come. But, you know, to watch those, you know, after the, the you release the people who go out to work and they start making lunches uh, for the next day because they've already made <laughs> yeah, them that, right. that yeah. all, all through you're the right. night almost. You're right, you're right. They're having fun. They're playing, you know, listen to the worship music, and they got their, their all their bread lined up and whatever they're making, bologna, ham, peanut butter, and jelly, and they're having a blast. Like, why, a blast. why are you people having so much fun? You're making sandwiches. But that's that's the, the attitude, the heart of it. It was fun to watch. Uh, I haven't made sandwiches, but uh, it was fun watching them. It is fun watching, and that's why I always tell people when you come to 8 Days of Hope, and again, you're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. We're in Louisiana right now helping out with Hurricane Delta. Please be praying for those families we're serving, the yes. volunteers. Of course, there's a pandemic. We're praying for their health, that uh, you keep them safe, that Father, you know, our Father in Heaven keeps them safe. Um, consider volunteering. We're there for one more week. You can donate. Mm. Please, please, please go to the website, 8daysofhope.com, and make a donation. But, Mike, back to Houston, Hurricane Harvey. That, to this day, is the largest volunteer re- renovation rebuilding project of right. its type ever nothing's even close actually the closest one is another eight days of event we had mm-hmm. um at, at another location but what were you thinking when you left houston you got on the plane you came back to buffalo and and you just saw god move in these 4692 volunteers i know you were tired because that was a that was an exhausting yeah. 15 16 days mm-hmm. what was going through your mind well, I was blown away because of just when you think you've seen it all and you've seen the mm-hmm. Lord work, uh, this was mind blowing. Just the numbers that you that you you put out there. I remember uh, Bill uh, Hine came down with, from Buffalo. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> and 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 he, he toured and and you know that was the opening and the start of us getting a building up in Buffalo, New York, for a Northeast satellite. Yeah. Well, and I got a chance to ride uh, or fly back on the plane with him. He saved the seat next to and we. I were, didn't know that. Yeah, and we were talking, and you know. You know, Bill, uh, well, you know him now. He's yeah, an awesome guy. Yeah. Um, he's reading his book, and he would look up, and he'd ask something about Eight Days of Hope. Back down and read his book, and he would talk a little more. Of course, his wife, and I, you know, have known her before they even got sure, married. And she's, sure. she's talking away about, oh, I, then we saw this, and these, these, these servants oh. were out doing this. So I was just so 
I mean, blown away about the ministry that was done already. But now I'm on a plane coming home thinking, where's this going? Sure. God, you're at work yep. doing something. And as you know, yeah, as it turned cause, out cause, to cause, be. Because our plan, we, you know, at that point, we were just, we, we, did, we didn't even have a headquarters. We didn't, right. we had, we didn't even have an office. Mm-hmm. And after that trip, God, through a, a unique a set of donations, we built a national headquarters in Tupelo, Mississippi, 60,000 right. square foot building, mm-hmm. all paid for. God's blessed us with $3 million of equipment all over the country today as we speak, right. serving people, sharing the gospel through the volunteers, through those gifts. But we never thought we would have a building up in New York to sure. handle the Northeast. And here we are in Buffalo. And you know, a couple last week, we opened up in Iowa for our Midwest satellite. Um, looking back at all the trips, give me two or three. We only have a couple minutes left in this segment, but give me two or three of your favorite memories. It could be a worship setting. It could be something you saw, uh, something you were a part of. Give me some of those moments like, wow, God. Well, I think the very first worship experience was the very first one you invited me down. Really? Had no idea what to do. It was a little, little smaller sanctuary. It was the Catholic. Uh, yeah, it was down at uh, St. Saint, uh, John, Saint, uh, down in Bay St. Louis, Waveland. Yeah, St. John's, yeah. I believe it is. So. You know, my style is you connect some songs, but then you leave a, a space for freedom okay. and uh, of expression. And it's usually a, a scripture verse comes to my mind and I sing it or something like that. And I remember going into that kind of overdrive mode and your daughter, Hannah, was standing there about two seats back. And she goes, he's making this up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. And, that is and, awesome. And I'm, I don't want to get sidetracked. Uh, and I awesome. saw her later. I said, yeah. I said, that was the Lord, the spontaneity of the spirit. Of, and story. I just started, yeah, I could tell you were just making it up. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah. So that's a good worship that's experience. Nice. But I always, I go back to Cedar Rapids when that first time we were there. Right. Um, the man in the boat. I, I've shared this once before. Mm-hmm. We visited uh, a lady in her 80s, and she her story was that she was in the house, her cell phone was dying, <clears throat> and then the water was on her front lawn, then on her porch, and then her living room, and now coming up to her ankles and almost up to her calves, and she didn't know what she's going to do. She's by herself, couldn't get a hold of anybody, and she just saw the water rising and rising. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, she looked out. She says, there was a man in a boat right. in my front yard. And this is her, well, she's, I don't know, to this day, I don't know his name, but the man came up to my house, he's in a boat, and asked if I was okay or if I needed to get out. I got in his boat, and he, and he, and, and he took me to you know, a safe place. It was a man in the boat, and you know, I'm standing there listening to the story going, and you didn't know who that was. Mm. You talk about images of Jesus, you know, mm. uh, the man in the boat. So I, I, I remember that story nice. quite well, but... Uh, the one I remember of you, Mike, and again, you're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. We try our best to bring new beginnings to those after natural disasters and human disasters, those rescued from sex trafficking. We're in Louisiana right now helping out with Hurricane Delta. Come hang out with us. We'll be here for another week. Uh, but we have um, gone coast to coast. So sign up for our email alerts um, at our website, 8daysofhope.com. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter as well. Mike, one of my memories of you with 8 Days of Hope was on the beach in Bay St. Oh, Louis. yes. We, it yes. was a very unique, it was New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know, but someone was shooting fireworks across the bay while you were leading worship. Mm -hmm. We had a a, a dance worship team had traveled with us. Now, what's unique about Eight Days of Hope is we have 160 volunteer leaders, 11 different denominations. So maybe your church has a dance worship team, and maybe yours is would like everyone would leave if a dance worship team showed up. It's kind of unique how 
the body comes together. We set aside our differences to go love and serve the brokenhearted. But that night, there was a, a, a team there leading worship dance. We, we had like candles like in bags shaped of a heart mm-hmm. on the beach, the beach that was blown up by Hurricane Katrina. Sure. And we worshiped on the beach and you led worship. That is still to this day one of my favorite memories. And I remember that too, Steve. Uh, just my back was to the water and just a gentle breeze. But then listening to the voices come back at you mm. as we were singing from, from a musician's uh, point of view, it was like a just a gorgeous chorus right. of vocals just full and strong because it was hitting the water and bouncing off and just a, a sweet spirit of the Lord in the place. Do you, do you remember my idea for that night? <laughs> my idea was originally, okay, people, listen, okay, I, I, I think outside the box. I'm a little bit off. Pray for me, right? I'm that 116th a step to the left or right. But I said, Mike, wouldn't it be cool if you were like leading worship and we, we built a mini stage that you were actually like looking like you were on, on, on the, the water? water. Yeah, I remember and, that. And Mike's like, you know, Steve, I'm not Jesus, all right, man? <laughs> you know, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do, but you're going to build a stage so it could look like, but that'd be a cool picture, Mike. You know, Steve, I'm here to lead worship. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, you're right. <laughs> Anyways, but that was a great night. Yeah, a great night. It, it really was, and um, <clears throat> and I loved your creativity. The way you organized all those uh, candles and stuff like that. It worked out. You know, it worked out. It was a, it was a fun night. You listen to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Mike, we only got a minute left. Um, moving forward with the ministry, Eight Days of Hope. Um, you know, you lead worship. You're a board of director of Eight Days of Hope. Very important role as well. Um, you're part of this broadcast heard nationwide every week. And again, we only got a couple of minutes left, but Mike, what is your hope moving forward for the ministry? Eight days of hope. Uh, wow. It, it, it'll say that it stays strong. We stay on point mm. and that we stay open to now, if you go to the website, you're going to see all the different things we're involved in. Sure. You hear it, you hear it every week. COVID relief, food, you, you, uh, mask, you know, right. Oh, but still with the vision of what does God want us to do? What does he want us to strengthen with the things we are doing? And what, what, what does he want new in the future? Because things are changing. Uh, in this country, things are changing. Oh, yes. And health industry, things are just changing. And But mm. but I, we've, I said this a million times, you have too. God is on the throne and he's speaking to us. Just stay on point uh, okay. and hearing his voice. And then, like you say, whether you have the money or not, you go forward. Sure. <laughs> Stepping him. out in faith, right? Yeah, yeah there you Good. go. That's, that's so. the board of director uh, supporting uh, the CEO of the organization. <laughs> because remember that now, next time I ask you to, to, to take a, to take another big sleep well, of faith. you know, you blow my mind sometimes. I just want to talk to you real quick as a board. Of, uh, there's a, just a generator for 70,000. <laughs> yeah. Where are we going to get that from? But, you know, God I thought provides. I was breaking up. I wasn't breaking up. It was you like breathing a little bit deeper. But Hey, thank you so much um, for being a part of the, uh, the interview. The, the the person being interviewed today, okay. L- love how God has has put you and Doris. I mean, Doris is such a great helpmate. Absolutely. She's your balance. I've I've seen sure. you both so many times over the years, but thank you so much for all that you do for Eighties Open Ministries. I know you've led worship conferences, Kingdom Bound. You've done things from coast to coast, but you're one of the reasons why Eighties Open is special. You're one of those forty thousand volunteers who get it. It's not about them. It's not about getting your name in lights. It's about loving and serving the brokenhearted and being a glimpse of Jesus to those who need a glimpse of hope. Steve, I'm just very, very thankful that God allows me to do what I've been able to do. You know, like we all have things we've done in our life. We have the past. We have this, you know, but God has 
forgiven, forgotten, and allowed me to do things that just bring joy to my heart. Mm. Yes, my wife, I couldn't do any of this sure. without her She's, her support. Same as you have Charmaine. Yep. It's oh, the yeah. same. Absolutely. So just thankful to be able to be a part of this. Father, we thank you so much for Mike and Doris and for what Mike has done across the country in your name. I thank you for that divine moment where you met Fred Caserta. Uh, thank you for that moment where the Holy Spirit led me to walk to the worship stage at Kingdom Bound to ask Mike to come down and lead worship for Eight Days of Hope. I thank you for his leadership, uh, not only with this ministry, but other ministries as well, how he continues to find ways to pour into those who need um, just uh, a fresh awareness, Father, of who you are, of of, of, of the wisdom you've given Mike. But Father, protect him. Uh, Father, thank you for um, his willingness to do the show every week. Uh, thank you for his heartbeat for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I got to pray for Mike on national radio. Hey. Check that out. I love it. Thank love you that. so much, Steve. Thank you so much today for hanging out with us. Um, we've been telling you a little bit about what's going on with Eight Days of Hope. Please go to our YouTube channel. I know some of you out there is like, what's YouTube? If you Google YouTube, it's a it's a YouTube, it's a channel. It's a it's a social media outlet that you can watch some videos and you get to meet some of the families we've served. Uh, go watch the video from Hurricane Harvey. It's called Chris and Selena. Yes. And and you watch that video and you will. Um, need a couple glasses of water afterwards because you'll be empty. Uh, it, it, it's an amazing video, but check check that out. Um, consider volunteering with us at some point. Uh, you've never heard of Eight Days of Hope? Watch some of those videos. Go to our website. Uh, we're going to be in Louisiana, Mike, for another week. Another week. Another week of serving those because of Hurricane Delta and Hurricane Laura. Back to back. Yep. Unbelievable. Mm. Unbelievable. Pray. Prayer works. We need to yes. remind ourselves that we need to continue Come to be a on. praying yeah. people. And there's it. so many times I'm driving down the road and I think of something and think I need to pray for them. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You can pray with your eyes open. Pray for them. <laughs> You're alone, Steve. Pray for them, right? Yes. But pray for the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. Uh, consider volunteering. Would you consider making a donation today? You can do that online at 8daysofhope.com or you can mail a donation. I'll give you that mail address in a minute. Mike, thank you so much for today. Oh, what? Unexpected, but just really enjoyed it. I enjoy these Saturdays with you, and I just hope the listeners got something out of it, and I'm sure they did. If you'd like to mail a donation, you can mail it to P.O. Box 3208-3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, and that's 38803. P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 3803. We are still trying to raise some dollars to pay our bills here with Hurricane Delta. Uh, Eight weeks out of the Mm. last nine weeks we've been in Louisiana, Mike. Wow. Mm. Unbelievable. But God is working through it. Yeah, he is. And folks, do do just that. Uh, Pick up, pray, volunteer, and and pick up the phone. Go on, just donate. Steve's given the address several times if you got to write a check or how else can they... Donate. You can donate online. I knew that. Yeah, you can do that online. I just like when you say that stuff. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I see that. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Every Saturday, we are here sharing God-sized stories from the mission field. And next week, we'll probably do a, a, a quick recap as we wrap up our time with Hurricane Delta. That will be our eighth week serving in Louisiana. Continue to pray for the state of Louisiana. Pray for our country. We have an election coming up very, very quickly, right? Uh, in the next uh, week or so. And so continue to pray for our country as well. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiel all day. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening across the country on American Family Radio, Western New York, Southern, Southern Ontario on WDCX. Thank you for listening. This has been Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope.
Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.